For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. And today we are so excited to be joined by Jennifer Priest. And we're going to explore Pinterest's newest suite of merchant tools to help marketers and retailers reach customers this holiday season and beyond. So if you don't know who Jennifer is, she is a Pinterest expert and social media strategist. And she's the owner and chief strategist at Smart Creative Social. And she also blogs at SmartFunDIY.com. Jennifer, thank you so much. And welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to be here. Yeah. Before we kick off in the news, because there's a lot of news and a lot of it is about shopping. <laughs> I wanted to pick your brain and kind of give, because you know there's a lot of questions in the blogosphere and in the social media <laughs> sphere about what Pinterest is doing. And a lot of questions about, there's a lot of e-commerce, a lot of shopping stuff that's going on. And I wanted to pick your brain real quick, like read the tea leaves for us. What's going on there over at Pinterest and, and let us know. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I've been um, digging around on Pinterest as far as the whole shopping experience. And I've never purchased anything on Pinterest. So I'm like, really shopping? Okay, that's cool. Like, I think people are looking, you know, where they're planning their purchases, that kind of thing on Pinterest. But I only know one person in my like personal life that's a pinner that purchased something. And that's my dad. He saw some ads from the Gromit a couple years ago, right. and then he got hooked in and now he buys all this stuff from the Gromit. Um, but I don't think that people are really using the platform to shop in quite the way that Pinterest is talking about. In fact, I was speaking to somebody from my program this morning who has a jewelry site. She does bespoke um, pearl jewelry. Mm. And we were talking about, okay, what's going on with your Shopify, you know, your shop tab on your, your Pinterest. She has her catalog connected. She's a Pinterest verified merchant. She's done all, everything right. And she's like, really? I'm not getting any, any sales from there. My organic content is doing so much better. And so what I think is happening with Pinterest is they're trying a lot of things. You know, they've tried communities, they've tried hashtags, they're trying all these things that are very like socially network things. They're trying to be like, more relevant, like this, the first place where you stop, like the Facebook mm -hmm. or for my age group or for the Instagram for like the people a little younger than me. <laughs> um, and I think that's what they're trying to do. And we'll see, you know, we'll see how long it takes for them to decide if this is the direction that they want to go or not, if the pinners are responsive to it. But what people have been coming to Pinterest for 10 plus years is inspiration, right? That's what they're conditioned to do. They're conditioned to go find inspiration, click on it and go visit it. They're not necessarily conditioned to come shop on Pinterest. And the tools for shopping, if you've tried shopping on there, are not as advanced as the tools that we use that we have available elsewhere. Like on Google or Amazon, I can do I can refine my search, I can sort by reviews, I can sort by price, I can sort by delivery time. There's all kinds of things I can do that we can't really do on Pinterest yet. So as far as the shopping experience, I don't feel like it's caught up to everything else. And if you're wondering what that means for us like organically, 
whether they have shopping content or ads, people have always come to Pinterest for inspiration and content. And they're always going to need content to put between those things. I think if tomorrow they flipped a switch and Pinterest was only the shop tab and they didn't even have any of the inspiration, people would be like, it's irrelevant. And they just would stop coming. I don't know that they'd have a super passionate reaction to it. I think they just would stop coming because the experience changed so much. So there's always going to be a need for that organic content in between things. We look at Facebook, right? How it's changed and there's ads and, and, you know, people think it's pay to play. There's always room for organic content because if your feed was only ads, it wouldn't work. Yeah. So there is nothing more that a upcoming holiday season that Pinterest would like better than to be the other Amazon. So they did roll out some tools and that's what we're going to be talking about today. But I wanted to get that great insight from Jennifer because she is in the trenches. She sees what's going on. She tests a lot of stuff. She's my go-to person for a Pinterest SEO. So I wanted you guys to get her a kind of brief overview on this, but they do roll out. They have run, rolled out some brand new mm-hmm. shopping things and we're going to talk about those. So Grace, I know you dug deep in all the news yeah. articles around and all the press releases. So Break that down for us because there's some interesting stuff in here. So, yeah, there's a lot of new things that were announced and rolled out last week, slowly rolling out as, as uh, we're, we will come to find out that some of them haven't really made it to everyone. But there are a lot of things that they have rolled out to help businesses and, of course, our audience marketers to help them uh, set up shops, maximize the reach on the platform, boost sales, boost conversions, and then also measure the, these results. And, of course, this came out just in time for the holiday holiday shopping season. But Pinterest hope is that this will provide value and encourage people to create that content between the ads all year round, but you know, beyond this holiday season. And they're also looking at improving their paid promotions with a new shopping ad format that incorporates their catalogs and collections products. So we're going to go through these one by one. There's five of them, but there's five major updates. The first one being improved product tagging, which would give merchants the ability to tag their scenes images with the exact products. So I know this is just a test for now, but Jennifer, do you know anyone that has had access to this new tool? And if so, what have they had to say about it? So the new version, no. Like I reached out to people in my program. I was like, okay, I know you guys are verified merchants. I know you have your Shopify and all your stuff connected. You got your catalog feed. And they're like, yeah, we don't have the new tools yet. Now, for a long time, many of us have been able to tag products on Pinterest. So like, let's say that you upload a pin and you want to go and tag a product from Amazon or something like that. You can put a link in there to the product. You can do that. But this is a more sophisticated way to tag your own products from your own catalog within your pins. And so far, I don't know anyone that has this turned on. And again, it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's just rolling out. It, they're not going to send you a notification. They're, you're probably just going to have to log and start you know, looking around and see, oh, wow, this feature is now turned on for me. So I, you'd mentioned that businesses have been able to tag their products within the collections mm-hmm. for some time. What do you think makes this tool improved? Like, what do you think will make it easier for marketers or for retailers to maintain their inventories or their product tags, excuse me? It looks like it's just a lot more streamlined. Um, okay. where it's, it's 
connected right to your catalog. It's going to update right away before you just have to kind of pull in a link. And there, there was a lot, a lot more steps to it. And this looks like it's, you're going to be able to just really integrate from that catalog right there and not have to go and pull links and that kind of thing. Yeah, there was a lot of steps before when, because I, I have a like a test Shopify store that I connected. And and so there was a lot of steps and it was a little clunky and it's mm-hmm. tagging. And Jennifer and I were talking about this before the show. It's still a little bit buggy. And so hopefully some of these new tools rolling out will help kind of streamline that. Because they the, the big thing, if you kind of take all of this, all this news that we're going to talk about today, kind of in context, is they're really wanting it making to make it easy for merchants. Right. They want to get those products up there. You know, it, especially I know it's for the, because of the holiday days are coming and they want to get people able to, you know, put up their catalogs and shop that way and make it easier for small businesses to do that. So of course, Jennifer, I know the the big question that everybody is in the comments and are asking and are wanting to know is, okay, it's great if I've got, you know, I've got, I'm selling like stuff that I, that I make, but what about like digital products? What if I have physical products? Have you heard anything about, can I do this for, can I tag digital products and sell them on uh, Pinterest? Yeah. So I had a Shopify expert come and give a training in my program. And she said that you cannot have digital products on Pinterest. However, I dug in and I did a ton of research trying to find out where it said that. And it was really unclear. And I've seen some other people who've actually been able to upload their product catalog of digital products to Pinterest. So um, I think it's just a matter of like, there's nowhere where they specifically say you can't do digital products, but there's nowhere where they specifically say you can. So as long as you can get your product catalog connected, and again, they have a help section that walks you step-by-step through how to become a verified merchant, how to get that, that catalog feed connected up to your um to your pinterest account so that it automatically updates everything as long as you can get it connected then you're good to go so it should be something that that you could do with digital products again i haven't found anything that says anything contrary other than what this uh shopify expert has told me so let's let's back up because i want to make sure because people may not be clear when we say no digital products because a lot of bloggers and a lot of people have like like tripwires and lead magnets and those sort of things when we're talking about digital products we're talking about like selling a course directly from pinterest they click on the shop button and they, i mean the buy button and they could buy it directly from pinterest so i just want to make clear if like people are going oh i thought i could do you know i could sell a p you know have a pdf that you know for when to get in my email list you can have like digital things a link to them it's just that right that product right. thing we're talking about so i just wanted to make that clear so the other part of the news that i wanted to talk about you know in addition to this product tagging you know the second update they said is pinterest is also looking to improve its catalog ingestion process mm-hmm. which sounds really scary so but it's supposed <laughs> to make it faster and easier for brands to upload their catalogs and then the activate those collections for a new shopping ads format so What do you know, Jennifer, about these new shopping ads? So, so far, I don't have access to any of that stuff. (laughs) Um, Again, it's one of those things that rolls out and I don't personally use it. But the people who are in my program that do have their shops connected, what I've heard from most of them is Shopify is the easiest. Right. So back, I believe it was in May, Pinterest announced a partnership with Shopify that just makes everything streamless and easy. They have a little tag that you install in Shopify and it just makes stuff go really nice and simple. Other than that, it's like you can have a CSV and you have to upload it and you can host it on your own 
personal server and you can have that update and that's all like very clunky and super technical. So I think what they're doing is trying to remove the clunkiness from that process. Uh, But right now what I've seen is that that the people that have a Shopify store, they're getting approved for merchant uh, verified merchant account status a lot faster. Their catalogs are updating much faster and in, basically instantaneously. And, and the reason that's important is because if people are shopping, you want them to have the right price. You want to have pins up that have a quantity available, right? You don't want to have pins up that you don't have inventory for or that you're no longer selling, right? So you want to make sure that it's updated. So again, for Pinterest to make sure that the users are having a great experience, they don't want a bunch of pins up there for products that they people can't get or that aren't available, or they click it, it says $45 and they get to your site and now it's 65, right? That's all terrible user experience. And so what they're trying to do, I believe in doing this is to make that a lot more seamless and responsive so that those updates are reflecting on Pinterest, what they're actually going to get when they click over. Yeah, that's super important. The other thing I know they talked about a lot is this new, uh, you can, there's a new collection ads format. So what a collection is, and I'll, I'll tell you a place to go look on Pinterest. So if you have the Pinterest app, go look at wayfair.com and a lot of their pins that they have that they, if you click on their uh, created tab, there's uh, right there when you go to Wayfair, you'll see where they have a, like a hero image and they have all these like other things uh, that were in that image that they could actually, you could shop by. And so when you click on that, it gives you where you can actually shop that collection, which is pretty cool, uh, especially for big companies like that who have the the updates. But if you want to check and see what these new kind of ad formats look like, you can look at uh, places like Wayfair on Pinterest to kind of get check that out. So what's interesting to me, because you mentioned Shopify and Shopify is you know, it is super simple. So it makes it really, really easy. But do you know how this ingestion, it just sounds once again, bad, uh, (laughs) how it works? I mean, it works with Shopify, but can you use other like shopping plugins, say like WooCommerce? Have you heard anybody else in your community that's using anything other than Shopify? I have not heard anyone have success with WooCommerce. That doesn't mean that you can't use it. Like if you go to the help and the support um, documentation on Pinterest on how to do this, it will tell you kind of generalized things. And so as long as the formats are correct, that like, I think it has to be a CSV and there's like a couple other types of formats where your shopping cart or your shopping platform can communicate your inventory, your pricing, all those things to Pinterest, the images, that kind of thing. As long as that's the right format, it should work. That said, if you don't have your, your shop set up yet and you're shopping around for like, where, where am I going to set it up? I would just do Shopify because so easy. If you have some other way, I would go through the documentation. It may require that you hire a developer or an expert on your shopping platform that can do that connection for you with Pinterest, make sure things are formatted the right way and that that your server is communicating with Pinterest correctly and regularly and that kind of thing. But the documentation is all there. Like I actually just checked it again this morning and it's just step by step by step of what you need to do. So if you have the technical know-how or someone with the technical know-how on your team, you could probably connect anything up. Yeah, I agree. So along with these catalog updates, we also hear, now this was a very subtle mention. It was just kind of tucked in there. They said that there is a new preferred scheduling tool that lets retailers and advertisers upload all products on Pinterest on their own time. Can you tell us anything more about this update? I mean, I looked around and there wasn't a whole bunch on it because again, it was just kind of slid in there. So can you, uh, do you know anything about this new scheduling tool, Jennifer? 
I do not know about the scheduling tool. Um, the only thing I would think is that it's probably something that turns on when you have that verified merchant status, okay. you've got your shop and your catalog connected. It's probably something that turns on within the internal scheduler on Pinterest, or it would be something that, you know, some kind of setting in your shopping cart, like with Shopify or something like that. Um, but I haven't seen it in action. Again, everyone that I've talked to that has a shop is like, yeah, I don't have any of that stuff yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, did, it, it's, it highlighted the fact that you could upload all of your products on your own time. So it's just like, hurry up, put all your products in, but whenever you want. Yes. <laughs> well, because they probably don't want you just to be like, bleh, just put it all out at once. Right, right. Uh, okay. Kind of like make it go over time, over across a lot of your boards. And, you know, you don't want to, really, you don't want to have this like a sudden burst of unexpected activity can be a little jarring, right? So maybe this is their way of saying, hey, you can kind of schedule your pins out, your pins, your product pins out this way instead of uh, just dumping it all at once, right? Because they don't want us to put pins on Pinterest in that way. They don't want us to just come and be like, I've got 400 blog posts. Right. Here's my pins, right? They want us to do it over time. They want it to look a little bit more organic, Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I was mm-hmm. wondering about that. And to be honest, I looked for this, like, where is this too? And I, I could see where the scheduling, where they showed it was on a, a gift they had on the press release. If you go to Pinterest News uh, and on their site, it, that was it. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But that's the only place I could find it mentioned anywhere. So usually yeah. Grace can the, find all that if it's, if it's out there. Well, again, it was just this tiny mention, right. but we do have a question from Suman here. He says that he's seeing some weird, just because we're talking about like you put your entire catalog out there and it's like, blue, here's everything, right? Pity the people that follow you because now they've seen like all 500 of your right. products all at once, right? So he was saying that their impressions when they uh, post or they pin things organically, even a few days they have good distribution, other days they have zero. And he's asking, can you throw some light on this <laughs> this phenomenon if you so, will <laughs> the first thing i will say is that pinterest analytics are a little laggy mm-hmm. um and so you'll look at it one day and you're like everything's zero and then the next day you'll be like everything's in the thousands and then you look at the same pin two days later and you're like what happened it's down in the hundreds and so you're, you know it can be very frustrating to look at stuff in that way i really try not to look at it on such a micro level because it will just kind of like make your head spin. I like to look at things on more of a macro level and just whatever rose to the top. If the thing I wanted to rise to the top, like let's say you're like, well, we just did a product launch. We want these products to come up to the top. We want them to have organic impressions and they're just not, then that's a point in time where you go and relook at your strategy. Look at the board you're putting it on and, and that kind of thing. And that gets a little more into, into strategy. Things on Pinterest immediately are not going to perform that great Uh, So you're going to see like the impressions going up and down, depending on who they show it to and how it performs. Right. So you put a pin on Pinterest, you put it on the board, the board gives the pin context, the keywords on the pin and the description and the title, what's at the destination URL, what's in the image, all that stuff puts that pin in context. And Pinterest distills it down to this one word label that they say, this pin is about pie, right? Or whatever it's about. And then it starts showing it to audiences that are interested in that topic. Depending on how they respond, it shows it to more or fewer people. Now you pin it again to another board, you give it more context about that same URL, about that same pin, it gives Pinterest more information. So as time goes by, it's learning more and more about what the pin is about. 
and who to show it to and how they're going to respond. And so that's why some days it'll be more, some days it'll be less, some days it'll be more because it's showing it to people and adjusting based on how they respond. And that's also why sometimes you have a pin that's four years old and then all of a sudden it just does really well. And you're like, really that pin? Okay. (laughs) Because it has four years of data on it, right? So the longer it's on there, the more data Pinterest has about that pin, the better it can guess essentially who to show it to and how they're going to respond. We have another question from Sharice off uh, from Facebook and it's about the cadence of posting. So she asks, can you post two to three times a day to get all your stuff out there and still be considered organic and make the algorithm happy, of course, or would you be considered dumping at that point? Like what is a good cadence for uh, posting on your, on your, you never get that question at all. Do you ever? No. I say she never gets that question at all. I'm sure. No. And I, I always have this thing about the algorithm. I'm like, the algorithm is a boogeyman. It doesn't really exist, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, because we like, we like to call it, nobody talked about algorithms a decade ago, except like math and science and engineering people, right? Like that's the first time I heard the word algorithm is when I was getting a math degree, never heard about before that. Um, But now everybody uses the word, the algorithm. And so really the algorithm is just like a set of rules the engineering team goes and says, hey, we're going to put input at that in the system. And then the AI starts executing on those rules. Immediately, it's no longer what they input, right? Because the AI is learning and adjusting and changing and executing and doing its thing to try to get to whatever results it is that they wanted. And that's why they input the algorithm in. So there's no real algorithm to blame. And I know I'm on a little bit of soapbox about that, but I really, <laughs> I really have a thing about blaming the algorithm because there's no gaming the algorithm, but there's, it's constantly changing. Like we have to accept that it's constantly changing. It's like, we're driving on a road. Like literally I'm leaving on a road trip right after this. We're driving on a road. The road just doesn't stay straight all the time. In some places it, it curves in some places it goes up and some places it goes down. It's constantly changing. And we have to think of the landscape of Pinterest in that way. So to say like, okay, you can post two or three times a day and that is safe. That depends on so many factors. How many boards do you have? How much content do you have? How typically active has your account been? How well are you optimizing those pins and doing the visual research to make those images stand out? Doing the keyword research to make sure that you're using the right keywords and getting the right keyword width across the different pins that you're using. So to say, well, this one number is safe, You know, it's like Pinterest gave this guidance earlier this year. Oh, you should pin to no more than 10 boards. That is terrible advice if you only have 10 boards because they're not all relevant, right? And if you have 400 boards, you could probably pin to more than 10 because you probably have a lot of boards that are relevant to to that topic. So really to say like two or three times a day is safe, it is in the context of what it is that you are doing, right? It's like saying, okay, is driving 55 miles an hour on the road safe? Well, it depends on what the road is. It depends on the, is it raining? Is it a curvy road? Is it straight? Is it foggy? Right? So it, it, you got to look at what, what you have, what, what's going on with your account and then say, geez, I'm only pinning like once a week right now. If I pin two or three times a day, that's going to be pretty drastic change from what I'm already doing. Right? So you may want to proceed a little slower. Mm-hmm. See, that's well, the price Sharice, of admission right there, folks. I mean, that, all that. <laughs> well, Sharice, Sharice did say, I love your soapbox. I'm here to learn. Yes. So hopefully everyone yes. feels the same way. We, I love your soapbox. 
she mentioned uh, uh, Pinterest analytics is uh, lagging in a lot of times. It's mm. lags. So do you tend to use Google analytics to track your pins more than you do the Pinterest analytics because you have it set up that way? Or what are your thoughts for people? I use three things. Okay. Because they all measure stuff differently. So I use Pinterest analytics. I like to look at generally how are my impressions doing? You know, that tells me, Hey, Pinterest is showing my content to people. I like to look at my link clicks to my domain. I like to look at what are my top pins, where the boards, my top pins are on. I like to look at those things in Pinterest analytics In Google analytics. I like to look at the clicks, right? What are they coming to see? How many people are coming? What pins are they coming from? Right. I can get insight into what other pins to make from that. I also use campaigns and you know, UTM codes to track mm-hmm. like, was it a manual pin? Was it an interval pin? Was like, I'm tracking all kinds of crazy stuff on there all the time. Was it a video pin? Actually get traffic from video pins. Um, and I track that in campaigns and Google analytics. And then I use Tailwind analytics to look at what do they say are the top performing pins? What do they say are on Tailwind analytics or Tailwind insights? The board insights, oh my goodness, are so good for when you're doing a board audit and trying to figure out what are my healthy boards? Should I be on this group board? Am I getting results from this board? Um, so I use them all for different things and, and they measure things differently. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, my clicks on Pinterest are totally different from my clicks on Google. That's like Pinterest measures stuff in inches and Google's measuring stuff in pounds. And so you're trying to be like, well, Pinterest said she's five foot two and Google said she's 120 pounds. And you're like, but those don't <laughs> right. compare those, right? So think of it that way. All of those are sources of data that you can use to make decisions. One is not better than the other. They're used to make different decisions. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So bringing it back to the news, there's the other thing that we're talking about is that Pinterest is also allowing you to add video. You mentioned video and you're getting traffic from that. Pinterest is adding video as the main assets to ads. So do you have uh, any best practices or anything that you can recommend to advertisers on using video that now you can kind of use that in your ads? So the beautiful thing about ads is there's always a link. The ads always have a link. Whereas if you have a regular video pin on Pinterest, yes, you have a link, but it's harder to get to. Right. Because you click the pin and it like users are are conditioned to click a pin to go to the destination URL. And with the video pin, they click the pin and it pauses and they click and it plays and they click and it pauses and they're like super annoyed. And so what do they do? They save it. So people are like, my video pins are getting huge impressions and lots of saves, but no clicks. I'm like, yeah, because people don't know what to click. So the beautiful thing about a video ad is it's a lot clearer where to click. Mm -hmm. Because again, ads are meant to to drive traffic. So whether you have the ad or the video pin, there are some things you can do for a best practice. And some of them are similar to video on other platforms, right? That first three seconds, you're trying to slow their scroll. What are you going to do to catch their attention? The other thing to do is knowing that on Pinterest, people are conditioned to click. And when they click that video, it's not going to perform the way that they expect. It's not going to give them what they expect. How can you facilitate them getting what they want, which is they want your recipe or they want to know more about your product or they want to go to your blog post and find the how-to or the information that they're looking for. So you can do things like bit.ly's, you can do things like put a call to action in there, you can put some arrows and say, hey, click here. In fact, I've experimented with at the end of some video pins that actually have been pretty successful, doing a screen share of, I'll upload the video pin to Pinterest on a secret board, and then I'll do a screen capture showing how to, where to click. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> to get to the video, to get to the destination URL. And I put that at the end and I say, here, click here to go get 
the whatever it is. Um, and those are doing pretty well. So, you know, anything to say, okay, what is it that my, my pinner, my audience wants? How do I facilitate them getting that knowing that this is how Pinterest is working? So really telling them what to do. And then also just kind of understanding people, right? They're thinking about what are they going to eat for dinner and you know, the gas company guys coming today and they've got all this stuff on their mind. They don't have time to like figure out all the steps of like what you right. want them to do. So tell them what you want them to do in your pin, whether that's a video pin or a story pin or, or a standard pin, what do you want them to do? Just tell them. How long are the videos in these video ads, are these when it's an asset in an ad, how long are the videos? I think you can go up to 30 minutes. I want to say yeah, like, don't go 30 really? minutes. A minute is like kind of the sweet spot. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Like I really don't usually memorize like the length of things. Cause oh, that's, right. that's very lookupable, right? I can go to yeah. and be like today, what are you guys recommending? <laughs> you change it all the time. So it really doesn't make sense to like memorize those. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. like, if any of you guys are like, okay, I need to go and memorize. No, we can look that up at the moment in time that you're creating your video pin, go look up what they say is the best practice because it's changing all the time. And, and that's just a good practice to get into is not to say, well, they said this was the best practice back in February. I always go back and check what they're saying because that those things do change regularly. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes. So max. They changed it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they improved that. <laughs> Because I don't think I could have sat through a 30 minute ad. And this is just in general. I I think video or video people's expectations is also colored by what's going on. Right. So we're all prone to like that 15 seconds. Right. That we're seeing. And so that's our attention span now. And I think that colors uh, what you should be doing on the other platforms as Mm -hmm. well. But we have more news. So all the all those updates that are just what we're all about, the new catalogs and the videos for these collections, right? But the third update is Pinterest is now rolling out automatic bidding for shopping. So they're saying that it's set it, forget it with automatic bidding. Oh, this sounds like a crockpot ad. Set it and forget it with automatic bidding for analog sales in that campaign, right? So what does this mean for advertisers, Jennifer? Like what, what can, what does this mean for us now? So, you know, I don't know how many of you advertise on Facebook, but Facebook kind of did this, right? Where you could bid. And so you're not having to go in there and monkey with it all the time. So um, what Pinterest has shown is they were showing some stats. I want to say it was like 28% um, better results for when they had the ads being more responsive like this, right? Where they had the the automatic bidding, they were, they were getting better results. And so it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, I can kind of set some parameters of, of where I want my bids to be. And I don't have to go in there and miss out on an opportunity because maybe I said, I only want to spend, you know, $10. And if I spent 10.05, I could have gotten more people, right? So you can set a range in there and um, really, um, get better results that way instead of you having to be so like in there just right doing it all manually um so i think this is a step in the right direction again following in the footsteps of what a lot of other platforms that have paid content allow you to do um i am not a paid content expert on pinterest though but um i think this is a good change i think this is them listening to what uh advertisers expect what they want what works for them on other platforms and catching up yeah. So, uh, I talked to a lot of people who did a lot of research and some people who had some significant ad spend on Pinterest. And I'm the person who's always like, I want to do it because I'm better than an algorithm. You know, I think <laughs> that I have it better. And, um, they were saying they were getting great results and they're not messing with it anymore. I mean, they were, I mean, they were mm-hmm. like, you were saying Jennifer, that, 
putting it to automatic bidding made a difference. It was cheaper and they had better results. And so if you're thinking about doing that, that's what I would do. It does take a while for Pinterest to learn things, just like um, Facebook has the same thing. You have a learning phase and it's a little bit longer. What I've kind of seen that it's on Pinterest if you're used to Facebook. So don't go in it thinking like, you, you get all those, you know, you can really drill down like you can on Facebook, but um, it's still, it's worth doing. A lot of people have been finding success with automatic bidding. So another thing with these ad updates, Pinterest is adding some new conversion analysis visualization tools, which is a mouthful, which will make it easier uh, to see how your pins are performing for different objectives. So what have you seen, Jennifer, about these new conversion? I know it's new and you're kind of guessing along with all of us, uh, these new conversion insights and analytics. So did you like dive into this and seeing, you know, we're all visual. We love uh, seeing, you know, graphs and charts and all that kind of school stuff. Are you excited about this or is this something you're going to use? The only thing I've seen about it is the one screenshot capture that they have. Like it's the same one across the board that right. everyone has. It just shows these cute, three cute little graphs that look beautiful because they're just on the uptick. And you're like, of course, <laughs> our analytics will look like that. So I haven't seen anything else about it. I think, you know, the challenge is like when you go into Pinterest analytics right now, it's like a lot of numbers. You go to export it. It's a spreadsheet of numbers. Um, it's kind of hard to get a bead on what is really happening. And so I think especially for marketers that are trying to communicate with like the people who are in charge of budget, your C-level execs, all those decision makers in the business, or if you have clients, I think this is going to make it a lot easier to communicate with them what's happening. Um, but again, I've only seen that one screenshot. I haven't seen it turned on anywhere for anybody. And that one screenshot, again, it looks a little like, oh, I don't want to sound bad. It looks a little cartoony, <laughs> <Okay>. right? <laughs> right. Um, I, I'm like, okay, well, can we see it like with some real numbers and not like these fakey numbers where all the graphs are going up? Because like, we know that's not that's always, not always happening. Yeah. So <laughs> the question I have, so when they say conversion insights, is this just going to be for product? Or, I mean, to get conversion, like you can run conversion ads on, on Pinterest, but you have to install like the Pinterest tag and, and had up, you know, set up your event codes and all this stuff. Are you going to have to do that before you see these conversion insights? Or do you know if this is something that's separate than that? I don't know. They're really vague on it. Okay. And again, even, even looking at that graph, like I blew it up and I was like, yeah. I, it doesn't really tell me what they're contract they're tracking as conversion insights. I think it's it's one of those things where they're like, hey, this is coming, watch for it. Right. And that the people that it is for, like if it's only for shops, right, then it will turn on for them. Right. So I think it's one of those things where it's still pretty early development. They're working on it, they're rolling it out, and we'll see it evolve over time. Gotcha. Suman says um, she thinks that it's uh, conversion analytics is just for videos. I still have a feeling because it's tracking conversions, there's got to be a, you're going to have to set up event codes because I don't think it can track something that it can't see the conversion for. That's just me, unless they're calling conversion something different. So let, just stand by. Right. We will let you guys know <laughs> what this is when we can actually go in and, and play with that graph. But uh, yeah. Um, Right. Even videos, really what Pinterest is trying to do with video is they're trying to keep people on the platform right. because if they weren't, they would have a really big button that gets them to go to your site. And so, and with story pins, we see that even more. So having the conversion be something that's only on video, that does not seem to fit with the direction they're going with video. Mm -hmm. I think 
we're all guessing at this point, right? Because we haven't seen it in action. And, you know, it's just, again, one of those things that's like, hey, let's all watch out for it and see how it materializes because I would love to see it convert. I want to see how many people it adds to my email list, right? right? Mm-hmm. If I'm able to a lead magnet page, I'd love to be able to track the kinds of things that I can convert in Google Analytics. If I could track that on Pinterest Analytics, well, that'd be amazing, right? Do I think that's going to happen tomorrow? No but it would be lovely if it went that way. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. So the fifth and final update is Pinterest has added enhanced shopping experience that can be found in the shop tab, uh, merchant store uh, front profile and discovery. And so what this is, it's an updated profile that enables merchants to transfer their shop tab into a storefront with featured in-stock products organized by category. And also they can feature uh, different product groups. And this change uh, basically gives businesses more more ways to present their products on the tab, which could encourage more shopping behavior is what they're hoping for. And they've also rolled out dynamically created recommendations. When pinners search for uh, shopping related ideas on Pinterest, they'll see recommended merchants based on that product category, which of course, this is another kind of search thing, which you would want to get on this if you're selling stuff. So we have been told this update is available to all retailers on Pinterest. Have you, Jennifer, <laughs> seen this anywhere? Because I have it. I mean, it says, uh, have you have a chance to explore these new f- storefronts on any business profiles? I don't know. I updated my app this morning. I still couldn't see it. I don't. So, okay. Pinterest, if you're listening, we don't have this stuff. Come on. Right. I'm not seeing it. Um, I talked to the people in my program that have their shop set up. I went to their Pinterest accounts because I know a lot of them. So I just go in there right. and check out their stuff. And I was like, it's not showing for me. And the thing with the, the brand recommendations is not showing in search. But what is showing in search, which I am really excited about, is refinements. Mm. So This morning I went in and I searched for sweaters, right? I was like, let's get real general. I searched for sweaters and I know like Pinterest is going to show us, you guys might've seen this when Pinterest thinks we're going to shop, it'll show us shop and explore. It gives us those two options. It doesn't give us the keyword bubbles anymore that we used to have. If you're looking for how to content or informational content, it'll still show you the bubbles. So if you're looking for like chicken cacciatore recipe, you'll get the bubbles for different options. So if you're a merchant and you're selling things and you're like, oh, I'm trying to do my keyword research and now I don't have bubbles because it just shows me shop and explore. One of the things that I saw this morning that I'm really excited about is there are some refinements, especially if you're doing this on mobile. So I typed in sweater and then it gave me some options. It gave me some sweaters, right? And then it gave me some options. I could do cute sweater, chunky sweater. And I was like, oh, there's keywords (laughs) again. They just look a little different. So I wasn't getting the brands recommended on the left side of the screen like they were showing us in the screenshots in their announcement last week. But I was getting those additional keywords. And so I'm really excited that that is there because I think for merchants, that's going to help you have more refinement in the keywords that you're going to be putting on your pins. So I'm really glad to see that. And I'm glad to see that from a user perspective. If they really want us to shop, like if I'm looking at sweaters, I would love to be able to refine it down to like, oh, I want chunky sweaters. Or no, I really just want cardigan sweaters or whatever it is that shows up. Awesome. So that is our show. But we want to ask Jennifer, because if you haven't figured it out, uh, she is super smart on Pinterest and knows a ton of stuff. So if people want to find out where to follow you, your Pinterest account, the stuff you're offering, Jennifer, where can they find out more about you? 
Um, go to smartcreativesocial.com. That's my website. And from there, you can get into my free masterclass. You can download my Pinterest roadmap. Those are kind of the places to start if you're like, okay, I, I want to dig more into Pinterest. I want to get better results. Um, those are the places to start. And then um, you can find out all about me and contact me from there on Messenger, et cetera. Yeah. And you're interested in this. She does some great Facebook lives uh, too. She, we got a little taste of it today, but she does some awesome stuff that I always love to check out. So make sure you go check Jennifer out. And that is our show. And guys, you guys, our next show is on Friday, November 13th, 2020 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can always find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And wherever you are, you can also find out what and when we're talking at our weekly show calendar. You can find us at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. See you guys at our next show. Thank you to our audience. And thank you, Jennifer, for joining us today. It was truly a pleasure and a treat. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend and a safe trip on your road trip. Yes. Bye, everybody. Be safe. Bye, everyone. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.